everyone um welcome to the weekly hustle podcast um it is actually monday july 9th um i had just came back from vacation with my mom uh we went to alabama to visit family and then we were spent two days in florida in fort lauderdale and then we did a Bahamas cruise. Um, I hadn't planned on really going vac- on vacation with my mom this year, but when my company gave me off, I was like, oh, this is a perfect opportunity. And like, I think a couple of years ago, I like called, whether it be like the, a travel agency to change my flight or something like that, then I was selected for a survey. I don't know, for some reason, I had time that day and I did it and they were like you want a free Bahamas cruise and then you know they always try to sell you on the add-ons like right after they're like oh if you get this if you stay for another five days like you can you can get this rate and I was just like no 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 um I never actually thought I would actually go on it I didn't think it was like real until when earlier this year they're like oh it's gonna expire in may you have to redeem it so when i found out i had off i was like oh great i'm just gonna see if they have availability or dates and they ended up having it so yeah it was my first trip with my mom just me and her and it was probably one of the most like relaxing and fun trips i've had um i usually travel with like either my cousins or my close friends and I think traveling with your parents is just so different um you certainly learn so much about them um especially my mom like her and I have always been close but she's now like my best friend that I talk say everything to um and I'm so grateful for that and I just learned so much from her within the past like two years of I think us growing up as like young adults we are all kind of going through all of uh, like very similar things but if you ask our parents like how they handled or what or what they did when they came across the same situation I'm sure we can all learn from them so why make the same mistakes you know um twice when we can learn from our parents and people from the older generation um so yeah that's what i've kind of been discovering trying to build a relationship with my parents um now that i'm older because i think that's important um which kind of goes into my neck this next podcast um so i interviewed uh terrell who i've also met through benji this is probably the 14th time Benji's been mentioned on the podcast um yeah I think I'm probably gonna consider paying him royalties um I told him I couldn't give him my first child but he'll definitely be a godparent (laughs) um but yeah so I've met Terrell through uh Benji and I only met Terrell in like social settings whenever there Benji and Danielle would have a party um and I mean, everyone that they surround themselves with are great, hence why they're all on my podcast. Um, But Terrell in particular was always just so funny. 
and he was just like that funny guy at the party and um i don't i hadn't i guess anticipated um when i was originally planning for people to be on my podcast which has since kind of like gone out the water because there's just been so many opportunities for different people um but i ne- i guess i hadn't thought of Terrell until i i sat since i did the let me talk podcast and then i was like this is really good at podcasting like you'd be fun to interview um so i did and um i hadn't planned on i didn't even have any plan questions planned for Terrell. i really didn't know anything about him other than he was funny and um he had a podcast and he and then i was like yeah so like i kind of want to know his story and and what he's about and you know that's always what i'm trying to achieve here on my podcast and just like a reminder like the weekly hustle is never has never just been about um the job you have this like your career or um how much money you make or you know um the business that you're starting um it's also being able to like hustle through personal things uh, your past your present um and anything that you've kind of gone through and i know that all of us have a has a story to tell so when people tell me like when i reach out and people tell me oh jen i'm not good enough to be on your podcast like i say (laughs) bullshit um everybody has equal opportunity to be on this podcast as long as they're willing to tell their story and i appreciate terrell coming on the podcast and being open about his story because i i don't think um many people know of it and and even people who have probably known terrell for a couple years may learn something new on this podcast so i want to thank him again for being able to share his story on the weekly hustle podcast and thank him for just being such a supporter every week sharing my podcast um he's awesome by the way i'll follow um definitely follow him on twitter at which i'll link below hey everyone welcome to the weekly hustle podcast um i'm your host jennifer lynn and i'm here with the official terrell mallard yes she is. Um, <laughs> i'm so excited for this um so am i i know terrell from benji and danielle <laughs> like <laughs> you know i literally look at them as like beyonce and jay-z man like <laughs> um but you're like yeah <laughs> um so <laughs> terrell i like i just meet at the parties that they throw and then I realized you had you were on the Let Me Talk podcast. So I have, I've had two of the three members of the Let Me Talk podcast yes. on my. If you guys don't know about the Let Me Talk podcast, um, you got it. You guys have to listen. Um, tell me about the Let Me Talk podcast. Um, it's a bunch of guys who think they're funny, but not really. No, you guys are funny. <laughs> you guys are funny. I don't know. It's um. <laughs> it started out as it was supposed to be a hip hop podcast where we talk about like the five pillars of hip hop. Yeah. And we all come through with like all these like not really news unless something crazy happened, but we didn't learn like a gossip thing. It yeah, was yeah, sort yeah. of like ha- discussing like topics about hip hop. Yeah. And like the history and the culture in general and fashion and all that. But then it just sort of 
because we realized that we're very streamlined in what we like. Yeah. Like, none of us could talk really about, like, Takashi 69 because yeah, we don't yeah, know yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we do, we're not really trying to bridge the gap. Like, we try to understand it. We're not, we try not to be, like, the, uh, oh, it's the only lyrical miracle rappers around here. Right, like, right, right, right. But then we still realize we don't really know too much about, you kind of have to be current when you're talking about right. stuff like that. So we just open it up a little bit. It's still hip-hop based. Mm-hmm. But we open it up a lot to like other things we know. Like sometimes me and Lem will talk about sports or yeah. Mark and Lem and me will talk about like movies and especially when we have people on, like we'll have Benji on and he's a like a cinephile, if that's the word. Yeah. I don't know. Me and English don't really go together. But like we <laughs> Why do you say that? Because <laughs> I always forget words. Oh. <laughs> that's my only language, so I should <laughs> not do that. <laughs> I mean what is English anyway? It's like English is crazy. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's just uh, three guys shooting the shit. I can curse mm-hmm. on here, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yes, you can curse on here. People have cursed multiple times. Okay. I curse. <laughs> yeah, three guys just joking around. We try to use our the fact that we know each other so well makes it so much easier, mm-hmm. and I feel like we get the best out of each other for right, it. Right, right. And you guys are awesome and. And some of the topics, I guess, you, you talk about how, like, it just started out as just talking about hip-hop, and yeah. that's what we all like. But some of the topics that you guys bring out, just by having a conversation, yeah. like, um, what's the feedback from, I guess, your listeners? Like, like it just opens, like, like can of worms on like top on issues or things that are going on, and you're, you're literally talking about music, and and then you talk about how it's impacting the world and impacting people and and it just having a conversation promotes learning right yeah everyone definitely because you you talk to someone and hopefully the ideas that you learn from them if you're asking questions (laughs) right so and with what we do is kind of like in the barbershop except we try not to be super close-minded the way like the barbershop talks sort of go but that's how it, that's where we learn how to have these discussions, really. Just being from being around your friends, being around your family. Yeah. And that's where you know, you kind of have your ideas on certain things. Like Lemon knows, like he only likes a certain type of hip hop. Mm-hmm. And he's not as open as I guess us, we are. Even yeah. though he's like the more, the most musically inclined out of yeah. all of us. He's very I'm like. I'm so excited to have he, Lemon on my podcast. He tries right? not to be like a snob, but it's <laughs> He's like. He's so great. He's funny, yeah, though. I love it, and I love going against him because I used to be like a musical snob that way. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I I also like have a little history of music, and yeah. I used to be like, oh, I don't. It has to be a certain way. Yeah. And then I recently just broke that down for myself because I was like, if you're not, you have to have a little bit of the current. Yeah, like the way the wave, you know. And it, it it's like you want to challenge people, like as a friend, right? And you like want to so, challenge yourself, right? You want to challenge yourself. You want to challenge other people to like think differently. Yeah. You know, um. So tell me about where'd you go to school? Like, like, what do you do now? Um, I went to Hunter mm-hmm. for Everyone history. Goes to Hunter. I'm like Everyone. putting Hunter on. Like. Yo, it was. <laughs> if you don't mind not having a campus. Yeah. And if you are not going to take a science class, yeah. <laughs> if you don't need science for your major, go to Hunter. Like mm-hmm. Hunter's What was cool. your major? History. Well, why? Because it was the only subject that I liked that I was really good at in high school. And in high school, I really wanted to do music, but everyone around me, like my 
parents and the teachers are like, oh, like music is sort of like a thing you do on the side. It's not really something you go to school for. And I see like nowadays, sometimes I'm like, if I ever go back, I would just go back and do music. Cause I know right. people that did it and they'll take like a technical minor, like a business minor or, yeah. so that way if you can't make it as like a rapper, you can be, oh, I can fall into like a musical engineer or a music right. lawyer or something in the business to where you're not, like you didn't, you reached for the stars, you missed, but you still landed somewhere in it and it's like, it's okay. Yeah. And I wish I kind of knew that before. When I was young, I was like 18, I was yeah, a kid. Yeah. So I was like, okay, they know more than I do. Right. And I was always like, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Well, yes, ma'am, because I was raised mostly by a woman. So it was like, if they said they said something, I did it. Yeah. So I went for history because I was like, out of the four main subjects, that's the one I knew the most and I enjoyed. And I, en- I enjoyed history. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like how I en- like I yeah. love music. But I wanted to be a teacher. I was like, if I can't do music, I could do I teaching. teaching. Yeah. And then halfway along the time, I was like, I don't think I like kids. <laughs> when I was like 21, 22, yeah. I was like, nah, I don't think I'm going to do the student thing. I think I want to just do te- do history, get the PhD. Yeah. Because it was like a fast track. It wasn't like a bachelor's and then right, right, right. master's and then doctorate. It was like your bachelor's and then you go straight to doctor in like two years. And I was like, yeah, I was like easy way out sounds so good. So did you graduate with history? Yeah. Wow. And I didn't do anything else because of that. So now I'm just like, oh. Uh, I kind of wanted to go back to school, but I was like, I don't know if I like history that much. Yeah. And yeah. then it got to a point where I was like, you know what? Actually, I do love kids. Now I love kids. Yeah, it's funny. It's like, like, you go, get older and you love kids. Yeah. Um, so after you graduated college, what did you do? Uh, just tried to find my way. I applied for this um, one, this like teaching fellows program. Mm-hmm. It's like... I think I've heard of that. Yeah, they they want people who are from the city, and they mm-hmm. they're like, you don't you're going for your masters, but you're not putting any money towards it at all. Right. They're gonna put you in the worst schools. Uh huh. But me, I'm like, I came from the hood. I like, you, if anyone should be teaching them, it should be me. You. you know. So I right. applied for it. I didn't get it because that was me still being young and not preparing myself. Mm-hmm. That was something I had a really big issue with. I was never prepared myself I like in high school when I was younger I was always like a lot smarter than other people who were in my class so I was always like oh I don't need to do this I don't need to study never needed to study and then like once you get to college the first two years I went to York first yeah and there was kind of the same thing it was like I don't need to put in so much work I just retained so much information as as I got older it was like I had no structure it's funny because uh I guess the way like how I met you, right, was through like parties or social events. Yeah. But like, I immediately know that you're a really, really smart person. That's why I watch really? you on the podcast. Uh-huh. Yeah, Thank you. that's and and I and I'm careful to like. That's why I say here because I want this podcast to be an experience, right? Yeah. And like, and and some and like people don't compliment or like say good things to other people they just keep it to themselves like yeah. i'm always like yo you're smart oh you're dope like i'm always you'll call me like i'm just always gassing people but i'm just i honestly that's how i feel like i go in with like no judgments yeah. and when i met you it's just always a great time and i'm like i want to know more about his story um you talk about and when i was on your podcast um let me talk um 
you brought up something and you brought it here briefly that I obviously want to talk about because like the weekly hustle is just not about jobs or not about yeah like what you're doing in life and how you're making money like we hustle over things that are emotional and personal to us yeah. um you say that you're raised by a single mother and I can relate to that um and on your podcast you mentioned uh how you grew up so tell me about your mom uh ooh. <laughs> mother <laughs> I know I know she... this is gonna I mean <laughs> I, I should have asked you in the beginning if you had any off-limit yeah I thought about that but I was like no because I can't I felt like no one else limited themselves. I was like, I can't do that. Yeah, I'll because you know what? Content. Like, my listeners, maybe someone, like, can completely relate to your story. Yeah. And, like, and this is where I go back to, like, owning uh, the, like, negative things in our lives. Because I'm just, I'm not just a positive person. I just yeah. look at everything, try to make it positive. Like, I know that this is going to be a tough story to tell, but, like, I know that you're going to potentially change someone's life who's listening to this podcast. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. We'll so see. tell me about it. Uh, she, growing up, I didn't, I wasn't always with her. Like, there was a good amount of time I grew up with my grandparents. My grandmother and my step-grandfather. Because mm -hmm. she was, like not well she wasn't with us all the time she was out in the streets doing what she wanted to do either drugs or partying or like with gangs and hustling but like yeah not like the cool hustling like the hustling yeah. that rappers from long island pretended say they do right like she was really out there doing that yeah so that's why when she got better and she came back she was so protective of us yeah because she was like she saw us, how my grandmother was raising us, and I didn't move with my mother until I was, like, 14. Wow. So she was like, oh, my God, this kid reminds me of the people that we used to take advantage of when I was in the street. And because I was, like, such a good kid, I was yeah. good in school, she, like, was so protective of me and my brother because wow. of that. You have a brother? I have many brothers, yeah. How many brothers <laughs> do you have? I have three little brothers and one older sister. Wow. I had so, no idea. Yeah. And and this and this challenges me. Like I I like to ask about people and what their story is. Um, and and I ask you that. Like people have so many judgments about the streets, right? Like yeah. And like I want like what was it like growing up in the hood, but being a good kid, and just uh. like I guess seeing people do things and like like and it's so easy to just do them because that's your yeah, environment yeah, yeah. you know easy. and I, I know and I want people on my podcast to understand people's story and understand instead of just judge people yeah like I love that like my and like I grew up in Ozone Park in Queens and like I've the first time I've been to the hood or I don't know like or I started recognizing was my cousin started dating this guy who's Dominican and live and then lived in Brownsville and like I didn't like really know Brownsville and then I just knew that Brooklyn wasn't always the safest neighborhood but yeah. I grew up in Queens but like you know Brownsville is one of the most quote-unquote dangerous like neighborhoods it was, was and yeah things. and it's still like dangerous right but like I go there like as a Asian girl like so you know surrounded by <laughs> different people like and I'm just like I 
I'm not really scared of like well, but I understand like being in New York City you have to be cautious and yeah, like oh be, my oh, goodness like, um so tell me about like what you saw growing up and like what's like just of where you live and like how that impacts like you know yeah for me it's weird because I kind of I grew up in the hood and then when my grandmother became my foster mother she lived in a really nice part of Brooklyn mm-hmm. and that was from like when I was eight to 14 so mm-hmm. like those really formative years like as like child development so yeah. I grew up in that neighborhood like Dittmas Park that nice Kensington yeah, yeah, area yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was also going to my cousin's house in Flatbush every weekend right. and staying there every summer. So I kind of had, like, my foot in both places. And when I used like, when I was with my mother before we got taken away, we lived in the Bronx. And I know, like, she was, that was, like, when she first tried to get clean. She was mm-hmm. doing her thing and had, like, a regular job. And she used to get my cousins, my older cousins, who were all bloods. And they were in Brooklyn, like, East 21st area. Yeah. And she used to be like, no, come over to the Bronx. Because that's the only reason why she moved to the Bronx, to get away from all the craziness she yeah, used to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, And then, like, she got on her feet a little bit. And she used to bring them over there, like, stay out of the hood, come to the Bronx, come hang out. Right. Come, like, babysit. Because she, she would work nights, and they would babysit us. And, like, they were wild. Yeah. But it was fun. It like, was we fun. Used, they used to have us on a fire escape. Yeah. Doing, like, at four years old, doing crazy shit. Yeah. And I like look at fire skates now, like I would never be on that shit. I don't know what I was thinking when I was right, four. Right, right, right. I used to like run across the street by myself. <laughs> yeah. I think about it, like, yo, it was nuts. But then like, it all went to shit when one of my cousins got killed in Brooklyn. Mm. And this was like, I don't remember it, but like now I know of it. Cause like, that's what made my mother go back. Mm-hmm. Like she couldn't handle it. Cause she used to like, she, protect them yeah. like come over like don't go out there come over there i think she got one of my cousins in school mm-hmm. like he had dropped out and she was trying to get him in school in the bronx yeah and then that happened i think it was him and he got killed like in some gang shit yeah and that was just like threw my mother over the edge she started using it again and then wow we me and my brother went into a foster home and we were in some random foster home for like a year and i remember with a random family that i didn't know but i knew that like I don't know who told me, but one of the first things I remember was, like, someone was telling me, like, I don't know if it was in the precinct when they had me there, but it was, like, you have to, like, be there for your brother. You have to take care. Like, this is and you. And how old were you? Five. What? And, and my brother was three. And my and brother was always sick. at the age of sick. five, you were told in a precinct you have to take care of That someone was, like, trying to, like, I guess calm me down. I don't know, calm me down, but, like, just spit game. It wasn't, like, saying this is your problem now it was more like you need to watch out oh, like, for you and your brother because like you don't know where you're going to go in the system you don't know what's going to happen but you guys got to make sure you're always with your brother so I always like took care of my brother which is funny and I have a funny story like you know me like I yeah. joke around a lot yeah and maybe two weeks ago my brother came home from work yeah and I said something stupid to him I like a joke out of nowhere and he didn't get that it was a joke and I was like, and he started getting mad. It was something like, if you take it the wrong way, it could like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he was getting mad. I was like, why are you getting mad with me? I was like, I'm joking, obviously. He was yeah, like, yeah. I don't know, you don't joke. And I was like, what? Yeah. And then I realized that like, I don't really joke with him. Interesting. Because it's whoa, like. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Because you're, prote- you're a protective brother. 
Yeah, to an extent. I'm the type of, like, I won't, like, but hover. But the thing is, I have known you at least now for, what, a year? A year and a half? Yeah, maybe. maybe. Maybe longer than that. Maybe longer than that. And I had no idea you had all these siblings. Yeah. And I mean, I've partied not, like... with you several times. And it's, like, it's it's a story you don't obviously share that often because you... and, and I only is... just became comfortable talking about mm. it like i never spoke about it. like being in high school i pretended like like we lived in a um shelter but it was like when my mother first got on her feet she got out of prison and she was getting on her feet and we lived in a prison in brooklyn when she that was like where we first lived with my mother and like i would go to school and never be like people would go to your house like no nah, i never like i would hang out and like just yeah shoot the shit but i used to always be so embarrassed like oh we're on food because i came from living in like pretty much middle class right. with my grandmother right. to now being back in this like everything you hear like the worst thing you hear about black people like that's the life i was in yeah and it's like yo this is crazy like and i don't know it was i never it never phased me but i was always aware of it but you you know that Everything that you've gone through, you could have gone on what the darker side. It could have went. Like I, like a lot, but that you did that didn't happen to you because you were smart and like, and something was obviously driving in you. Yeah. But there's kids that are growing up in that situation that are, are you know like, they're on the darker side or. Yeah, whatever. it happens. It's so easy to fall in that way, and I think it's because I was always taught to like. You got to look out for your family. You got to look out for your brother. Like, especially when my brother was younger, he had asthma. He was always sickly. So it was like, I had experience my mother not being around. I had experience being in a false home. But like, and I was lucky to like have a false parent where she was like, at least what I thought she was really so cool. Like she was good. Because you hear all the, the terrible the foster. The terrible foster uh, kid situation. And like, how many foster homes have you been in? Uh, technically two. That woman and then my grandmother became my foster okay, mother. Yeah. Like, my grandmother came and pulled us out. And the thing was that now, like, when we speak, my grandmother always says, like, that place I pulled you out was terrible. She had all these kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was a woman who, like, just collect foster kids for the check. For the check. But I didn't know. All I knew was that she was feeding us and, like, we had a Nintendo and I wasn't getting beat any more than I thought I should. Right. So, like... I didn't, it didn't bother me. Yeah, yeah. But it's also, it's like, that's another thing. Like, people from the hood, that's what I learned, like, um, that they want to get foster kids so that they can get the check and, like. Yeah, but like, that's, that's definitely but, one but, of the scams. But, but, it's, it's, but it's interesting because sometimes it's like, yes, that's one, one of the motivators because, like, that's, that's, um, how do you call it, like. They need money, and that's yeah, how that's they know. Income. That's how they, that's their income. That's yeah. their quote unquote hustle, right? Like there's, but n they're not always raising the kids in the best situation. Yeah. And then it, it kind of forces people to think about like there's so many kids in foster care right now or need foster care that are not in good homes. Yeah, they're not homes. Period. And period. I didn't know about that till I got a little older, and I like, I wasn't like researching it, but you just understand things from like reading an article here or there, yeah. and it's like. I was really lucky. As as like, I look back sometimes like, damn, I had a bad childhood. But I even look back and be like, no, I didn't. Right. Like considering what could have happened, I could have not been a foster home at all. Right, I could have right. been like, in a little boy's home. I could have been separated from my brother. 
And it's like, considering what happened, yeah. it was a pretty decent yeah, childhood. Yeah, the, the, it's kind of like the the you were against all odds. You and know I, I mean? never complain about it because it's like it could always have been worse. Right. And but but like everything happens for a reason right and like you are one of those people who are smart who also you surround yourself with particular people and like i i i understand that and and like how is being in foster care and like kind of being in this place home how impact how you view your life in the future and you know like would Mm. you ever take in a foster kid i don't know that's I feel like that's such a big responsibility, and I don't yeah. know if I'm there. Like I'm barely wrapping my head around the fact that I want kids now. So I'm like, <laughs> damn, I want kids, but like, even that is that's so much anxiety there. It's like mm-hmm. I gotta make sure I'm got like I gotta make sure I have kids with somebody who's not crazy first. Right. Gotta make sure I have like the money to support them. Uh, somewhere I'm gonna live, cause like. It's hard to raise kids. Yeah, it doesn't matter who you are, or where you are. It's super yeah. hard. But you have the ability to, like, I always, like, knew I wanted to adopt. Like, yeah. have, like, have someone in my home. It, like, have a kid growing up that's not, like, like a biological thing. Because what I want to teach my children is that you have the ability to love anyone. Yeah. Like, even if you're not blood. Yeah, I, I feel that. And, and that's important for me. Like, that's a personal goal of mine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's funny because, like, actually, I'm not even going to go into it. But um, um, now, how, now, we're, you're living in New York City and you are a male that's black in New York. And with everything that's going on in terms of, um, and obviously, like, as, you're aware of the the things that you have to be cautious of how you present yourself or like yeah. when you're or how you wear hair or like what people like judge you based on like just yeah. being like this your skin color um what have you experienced like in the workplace that has kind of like you know that people that people don't know like people of color don't under people not of color don't understand in the workplace, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of hard because I, I think by the time I get to work, I already have like such a. It's yeah. already happened on the train and on the right, walk to the job that it's, like, it's, it's already out of my head by the time I get to work. Yeah, but but see, this is why I wanted you on the podcast because, like, people are constantly judging yeah. other people. They don't understand the story. They don't know where you come from, where you're at, like what you've been through, and like only the only thing I'm trying to achieve um, to my listeners is like, like, just don't judge people. That's it. Like, I mean, it's it's easy to say for I guess, like, I wouldn't say it's easy to say for New Yorkers, but it's not because they, you know, like. Even even my fa- Filipinos have judgments, you know, yeah. against other, and actually, goes into my next thing that you tweeted something the other day, and it was like you could pull it up. Um, I don't know what it is. I it was <laughs> no, it was about, and I responded to it, like oh, okay. the one about you. Oh. You said 
you said, uh, and Terrell, oh, this is what I know you for. <laughs> oh my God, Terrell is the funniest person on Twitter. Like, I only recently started, like, probably a couple months ago, but like, then I started following, t- like, I follow funny people on Twitter and like only like five people. And like, you are, and I always tell you, remember, like, yeah. every time you're like, drunk i'm like you're the funniest person on twitter and like i jokingly would post your twitter like follow him on twitter because he's so funny and you're like yo i just like literally talk shit and i was like but i learn it's it's weird because it's like i learned we're, we're learning on tweets and yeah. like you just say things right and yeah. okay so what did i, I have it you want yeah. me to say yeah, 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 the yeah. tweet yeah. so it was like what I tweeted was, I know, like, white people go to Canada, like, when they go to Europe or wherever, mm-hmm. I I mean, maybe not all the time, but sometimes because, like, of where America is and who's running the country right now. Yeah. Some of them will go to Europe and be like, oh, I'm from Canada. Because right, they right, don't, right. well, they, I don't know if it's because they think that the Europeans are going to look at them a certain way or they're going to ask them too many questions. Like, oh, how is it with Trump? Is it crazy? Maybe they just, just want to avoid the fanfare. Yeah. But I'm always like... If you're black, do you have to? Do I also have to sound from Canada, no, or do they fu- know that I don't fuck it's, with it? It's funny. Um, so read your tweet because I okay. was. So it was. I know about white people posing as Canadian when they go overseas because being American right now is embarrassing. But do black people have to do that? Like, do other countries know that African Americans got nothing to do with this bullshit? <laughs> it's funny because you say that, and I just came from Paris. Yeah. Um in Europe and and like I observed something that I didn't think I would even like understand like obviously we're surrounded by you know racism against black people I went to Paris and like I was like and I was you know my friend Lori yeah uh, and I and she was like what did you how did you experience I'm like she and I was like they're not racist against black people like it's part of their like they're like black people are just Part of their society, what their race, who their races against are like Arabs and Muslims, and you could see, like if you go to another part of the world, you can see the blatant racism towards those types of people. But then the black people, like because the French, you know, there's a lot of French colonies and yeah. and there's all so it's like they're not even looked at. But I I went to Belgium and obviously there's like a lot in Europe. There's a lot of like refugee problems and yeah. like migration from coming from like war zones and stuff like that or terrorist impacted countries and it's like they would it would just be a family of like you know like some middle eastern country and i see the police like going to them like just like what are you doing here like you couldn't be here but like their homelessness there is just as bad you know as new york city and like I, it really like taught me so much about um, how we as Americans see like, you know, um, racism towards black people and, and, and obviously racism towards Muslims too, but like in other countries and, and how black people are pretty integrated, different, it, it, it also depends like in what cities you go to, but you see, you see racism towards other, you know, ethnicities um yeah and it, that's funny because i know like a few black girls i went to europe and they'll tell you that they're super racist over there really? but it's a different way it's way it's like 
it's not the about cat like, calling. The it's the oh, it's yeah, the yeah. cat, and they'll use like super racist. Like my friend went to Italy, and she was like, "I'm never, I don't think I'll ever go back really? again." She went for like um, work study or whatever. Yeah. She was like, "I don't know if like it was traumatizing." Like you hear all these great stories about Italy and like yeah. that culture, and she was like, "It was that was not my experience as a black woman going over there." Wow, interesting. It was that's really like interesting. it was like being back here, almost, but it was like fetish right like they didn't see her as a person they saw her as like this new new. like thing that they could like yeah and women experience that all the time yeah like uh, and there's just like and as you know like as we go through to, to other countries we're all experiencing like different things and like that's really disheartening and and, but like we have issues here and we have issues in Europe and yeah. like we have issues in the field what well, like in every part of the world and it's kind of like gone into this rabbit hole of like it's crazy because it's like I tried like I know that it's always going to follow me but I try not to think too much on it mm-hmm. even though I always want to be aware right because you know stay alert stay alive stay, yeah but, <laughs> but I try not to let it get me so crazy that's why I like I don't follow, I mean, I follow politics with the important stuff, but I right. try not to be on it all the time. Right. And I have friends that are always watching MSNB. I'm like, yo, go crazy. Yeah, you like, go crazy. Because it just generates anger. Yeah. Like, upset. And, like, again, like, like, it's like we're forced, we have to be positive in order to, like, because those create, like, stereotypes, like, in our head, like, we're, like, we can't do this. Like, yeah. There's nothing you can't do in life. It's just the fear, you know. And plus, it's bad for your health. Like it I'm already, like, I already got high cholesterol. I don't need to be thinking about all the stress. <laughs> you talk about like you're me. like a such an old person, and you're not. Um, I don't need the extra stress on my veins and yeah, my arteries. Yeah. Uh, you reached out to me the or actually reached out, but like you mentioned um, a couple of weeks ago that you joined the oh, yeah. Manhattan Network Media, and and you actually learned that from Jay Dore's like podcast yeah and it's funny that's crazy like tell me about that like as a listener of my podcast so yeah I was listening to your podcast and at first I was like I don't know this person she's interviewing so I don't know if I'm gonna enjoy it but it was really like it was one of those days at work where I needed to get shit done Mm -hmm. and people were being loud and me I always want to talk and be around shit but I was like I had stuff I gotta do so I just put my headphones in. I'm like, okay, she's got a podcast that I like. Because certain podcasts, you need to hear every single word. Right. And your podcast is good where, like, I can get it, but I don't have to listen to every, every single, single word. word. Especially like if it's, most- so, it depends on the person you're person, interviewing, yeah. too. So it's like, this will be good background noise. Yeah. But I was just, I remember going back and, like, Rewinding. like hitting the rewind because yeah. I was like, wait, what did he say? Like, where did he get this from? It's and funny then, because I, 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 I was like, I don't know this kid. Like, what is he even going to talk about? Like, and it's great. Jay Dora is so, such a, because he's so, he's the youngest person on my podcast. Yeah, that was something I remember. And I was like, I didn't even realize that I met him with zero, like, judgment. I was, he was like, he, he wants to be in the, he's doing this. He wants to be in the club at, podcast. I didn't even ask him about his age. I was like, you're still, in, like, you're still, like, yeah, so young. Yeah, he's so young. Like, he was, was like, like, what, 1999 or something yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I was like, damn. I know. And and then he talked about the Manhattan media. And I remember, I think that's where I had to, like, rewind and listen to that again. I was like, wait, what? And I remember just writing it down in my notes. I didn't even think anything of it. And then a few hours later, I Googled it, 
And I was like, oh, this is cool. And I right, was like, right, this right. is super cheap. And I need to do some in my life because I was like, things aren't really going the way I wanted to. But yeah. I was like, I could either keep pushing the same door that's not opening or I could right. try this. I was like, worst case scenario, I learned some new shit. Exactly. Exactly. So did you sign up for classes? Yeah, I did you? orientation. Wait, so what is it? like? It's like... Uh, this is the second time it's going to be explained. I, oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but like, no, like, you have a different experience. Yeah, exactly. Right? And you're it's, older, and you're different. <laughs> and you're Terrell, yeah. the official Terrell Mallard. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, a public access network. So, like, I don't know if you know BCAT. No, if you're, I don't. Oh, I think it was a Brooklyn thing. Mm -hmm. But, like, public access is basically the free cable network channel yeah, yeah, that yeah. everyone has. And their history is that when the cable networks came into New York in the early 80s and was like, hey, none of you guys got cable. I am the cable man. You guys want TV, you got to pay me. And I'm going to dig up your fucking streets and put these wires through your streets and you're never going to be able to sleep. And the people came out and was like, yo, if you're going to be causing all this craziness, like you're causing potholes, you're digging up. And so just so you can get a monopoly and charge us whatever you want for TV. You got to give us something. Yeah. So all the cable networks, like it's Time Warner in Manhattan, but every borough has it. Yeah. They all fund a free public access network. Right, right, right. Where, like, someone like me, I can go and put a TV show on for free. I can't get people to buy stuff. Like, I can't advertise. Mm -hmm. It doesn't need advertising because it's funded by the television right, network. Right, right. So you can literally put anything you want on TV. On TV. As long as you get certified as a producer. Yeah. Which it looks like is going to be pretty easy to do. Oh wow! And I was like that nineteen-year-old kid, dude. I'm, I'm like, I'm not that old. <laughs> right. I'm not, I don't got that many gray hairs yet. <laughs> so, it, so it's funny because all you did was listen to my podcast and listen to a nineteen-year-old, and he, yeah, he gave you this this access. So so you went to orientation and like, what are you doing with it? Um, I at first I wanted to like take the podcast and make like a television show version. Yeah. But then I'm like, okay, I don't know if I can, if I'm gonna get the um, the type of viewership I want yeah. from like a public access network. Yeah. Maybe I can mess around and do that and just have the video. But I don't know like the way if I could take their video and put it on my own YouTube channel, or whatever. Right, 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 right. I don't think that's a thing. But just getting the experience of like learning how to use all those cameras and shit, right. and like learning how to produce a show uh -huh. like and it could be whatever you want that's my that's the craziest thing so, so you're could, excited about this yeah because i'm like at the end of the day the worst case scenario i learn how to use photoshop right like, that's not i don't know how to do anything on that and we need we're always going to be students we're students of life yeah, yeah we graduated college but it's, we're stupid to assume that we know everything yeah oh <laughs> I, this, is, this is more the opposite for me yeah yeah and like one of the guys that did the orientation was like i used to teach media at columbia and I guarantee you'll learn more within these few classes than what you would do like at a media studies at Columbia. Wow. Because wow. in and like the funding, they get to use, they get all of the most up to date equipment. It's not like they use some hand me down cameras. For real. They use in like I was walking through it. I was like walking through like ABC <laughs> yeah. studios. Like wow. they're using all the most up to date equipment stuff that I'm scared to touch because it's like <laughs> it's <laughs> bread like they got that's crazy crazy high tech and stuff. how much did you have to like put invest into this it program? is ooh, it hit the pockets it was a whopping $25 <laughs> <laughs> wow oh, you thought $25 I was <laughs> yeah no no I knew how cheap it was yeah that's why I was like and it's not $25 per class it's $25 for a course which is equal to like a summer course 
like a right. summer class. That's crazy. Like it's a month. And the people in your class, like how, how? It ranges. I might be like in the. I don't need. I'm probably skewed towards the younger. There's a lot of older people. I don't know in my class because that was just the orientation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have classes for older people that don't know how to use technology. It's called like the older people version of the same class. They teach you how to use a MacBook first, and then I they need teach to you enroll how to do that. all my like family in this. Yeah, case. they teach you how to use it, and then they're like, if or if they always have all these other options, like they're like, you can take the free computer class. <laughs> I just tried to drink my water when it was closed, and Tom just laughed at me. They t- they like. If you don't want to do it there, because they're not making a profit, so it's all about your best interest. Yeah. And, like, you can do it here, or you can go to, like, I don't know if it's Central Park or wherever, yeah. that, like, teaches you, teaches older folks how to use technology. And they have a younger, like, a youth version of it from, like, 16 to 24. And I was thinking about maybe getting my little brothers to do it. That's but I think awesome. one of them has summer school, so it's definitely <laughs> Um, that's so cool. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm gonna do it. What else am I doing? I yeah, doing why not? <laughs> um, and and that goes into your, like you obviously have a full time job, right? Yeah. And like, the weekly hustle is all about like, like living in New York. Like everything is at your fingertips essentially, yeah. and there's so much to do here. Like there's always yeah. something to be busy for um and and there's so many programs that people are just not there's so much out there so So much much. like small business solutions on like offering courses on like how to start a business and stuff like that and just promote learning um my uncle who um is in the 70s and and he he's going back and going to school and like he just he's literally battling cancer yeah 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 um, he's battling cancer and he said, I still want to learn. I obviously have to pay for chemo and yeah. I have to pay radiation. And he has mad grandchildren in the Philippines and that he's raising. And he's, and he, <laughs> I literally sat at the dinner table with him. I'm like, what paperwork are you filling out right now? <laughs> and he's like, I need to do this. And I need to like, it was like, like, Oh, Department of Labor and like trying to get courses in there and like I was like, wow, like oh, the cool. hustle never ends no yeah. matter how old you are. That's you know? kinda like how my grandmother is. Like she's well not Yeah, Benji mentioned working, but like what? what was it your grandma? That's like no, maybe not your grandma. It was um the uh Winnes grandma. Sorry. Uh, That's going into like Leeming College, the yeah. pottery class. Yeah, I think I heard that somewhere. Yeah. In my pod I think it was my podcast. <laughs> I think um, so. Yeah, I think Danielle was Danielle's talking about talking it. About, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, my grandmother's like always out and about just doing stuff and she's 80 and she's like, whenever I go to her house, she's like got some new playbook right, from some right. shows she went to. Because the, um, the elderly place that she lives in, mm-hmm. it's cool because it's like if you're and if you're older, you need that type of assistance. Mm-hmm. They can have people on hand for you all the time. But my grandmother, she's pretty like, she can do everything she needs to do by herself. So she had she just has her own apartment, and like she doesn't have to worry about nurses or anything. She doesn't have to feel like she's old and can't do anything. Yeah. But there are people on site just in case, and yeah. like it has her medication she takes on the fridge just for whatever. Yeah. But like, otherwise she's as free as if she had her own apartment in Midtown. Right. And my grand my little brother go over there and he could sleep over, and like they just went down south this week. Yeah. And like and she they she like. She hates their food because they don't cook it right. She yeah, like yeah. The way they cook. 
and she's always giving no here oh, like here. in the in place the nurse, in she's like yeah they give us food and she was always trying to give it to me and one time i had it it was disgusting yeah yeah yeah. they gave me fish oh my god it was oh. so bad and i was like i know why you don't eat it but she's like she'll cook for herself yeah and she'll only eat on days she doesn't feel like cooking how old is she 80 wow yeah and she's like she's younger than my mother <laughs> <laughs> my mother's like, oh, because like she has like a bad knee. Yeah, yeah. My yeah, mother's yeah. always like, she goes to work, she comes home to sleep. My grandmother's always talking shit about her, <laughs> like out of love. But my yeah, grandmother's like always shit talking so, her. Like, yeah. you know, when I was your age, I was doing this no and doing that, that and taking care of everybody and take care of your kids and yeah, doing this so, and all that. So now, like, so your grandma was your foster parent, like, yeah. and then your mom came back into your life, and how is living? How's living with your mom now going growing up in that type of childhood experience and does she still struggle with addiction? Uh no. She's been clean for what is it, twenty eighteen? Fifteen years. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, it's cause my grandmother like was like beating her up over she didn't beat her up, but she my grandmother's very tough love yeah. when it needs to be. Yeah. And like she's the one that got her and put her in prison and then when she came out she made her go and do um the yeah. Rehab and all that. Yeah. And put her and then there's all there's there was a lot of things open to her because she was a parent. Yeah. Like a single parent, a woman. Woman. So like that also made it a little easier for us. And going back with her was like I kinda knew it wasn't gonna be easy, but my little i felt bad for my brother because he didn't know. No. He yeah. like my grandmother was kinda strict. Yeah. And he just thought it was going to be, like, all sunshine. sunshine. And like, I'm like, back with my mother. Yeah, like, and me, I knew. I knew, like, the where we were, my grandmother. And I knew, because I was a little older, I could understand. And, like, mm-hmm. we about to go from, like, living, like, moving on up with the Jeffersons. Yeah. To, to like, like <laughs> all in the fa- I'm trying to think <laughs> of the other show. The one, uh, the dude that they used to call me because I was super skinny. The Dino, my, I don't, you, uh, I don't know why I'm asking. I don't think you would know. Yeah. But it was like the, from the Jeffersons to like the super poor. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel bad, dude. I think I'm you getting can look my black card revoked. <laughs> I know my dude that, and the guy that played that character yeah. that everyone used to say I look like is like super Republican now and a Trump supporter. It's what? crazy. What? Yeah. Hello. Let me see. If I just type in dynamite, it's going to come up. Uh, oh, I it did see not. What he looks like. <laughs> it did not come up. It's... Oh, my God. Oh. Fuck. I feel like maybe I'm wasting time now. No, we're not. It's just conversation. Like okay. maybe some one of my listeners might uh, no <laughs> might. What do you call that? When uh like that catchphrase. catchphrase. <laughs> I told you I'm bad with English. <laughs> JJ What is it? JJ. Oh fuck. Good times. Good, good times is a show. So I went from the Jeff Good Times. Yeah, look up JJ Good Times. Oh, JJ Good Times. Yeah. That's who everyone you saw is make fun of me. Family. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I was really skinny growing oh up. Oh, my God. So. Wait, and he's a Trump supporter? Yeah, oh. now he's a Trump supporter. <laughs> Interesting. It's very weird. Very <laughs> That's what they call like, oh, that's, that's, that's messed up. <laughs> that's messed up. Yeah, Wait, uh, we need to screenshot that photo because I want to put it in, like, this. <laughs> wow. Um. That's the one. He'd always like kick down the door, coming through, and like, Dino man. Put this on the on the pole. Like, does Terrell really look like this guy? <laughs> like, it's so funny. If I was still skinny, yeah. <laughs> um. I would look exactly <laughs> like him. So you knew, like, off the bat, it was gonna be hard. Even yeah, I knew it was gonna be hard. Yeah. Cause, 
I don't even know why. I just it was just feeling. Yeah, it like you were like, just a emotionally intuitive kid. Yeah, I was I was always intuitive, and I yeah. was always like able to prepare myself because even though it never happened, I always felt like you gotta prepare for the worst. Right. That's how I was raised. That's how like my life kind of went. Mm-hmm. So it was like I gotta be prepared if something happens. It's funny because like I think me if I were to like kind of describe you as a person. What I notice is that you're very observant. Yeah? Yeah. Like, and I think that obviously plays into how you, like, take information in and, like, how you see. Like, that's why you're intuitive. You're just, like, you're an extremely observant person. But, like, everyone knows you as the guy that tells jokes. Yeah. And, like, just, like, the sometimes cynical jokes, you know? Or, like, just talk shit. And, like, one of the things that, like, that, that I realized, I was like, he's, like, really smart. Like, I just need to understand, like, what his life is about. Because um, I, it challenges me to learn. Like, I just learned so much just having a conversation with you, which is yeah. crazy. Um, where's your dad in this picture? I have no idea. It's crazy. That was, like, when my mother was out there doing, so she doesn't even know. She was, like, I was just trying to get money to do what I was doing back So you back literally in those days. have zero idea who your no. biological father is. And it is. never bothered me because it was yeah. like, it's just, why stress? So like, now your brother, your siblings, do you know if they have the same? Only one of my siblings, his father, like, is still around. Like, one of my second youngest wow. brother. Wow. Yeah. Like, his father, like, we go, we, I know him. Like, that's not the homie. My mother doesn't like him, but, like, he... Takes he take he does what he has to do most times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I remember he like got hurt on the job and we were going to the Bronx every weekend. He was in yeah. a wheelchair for a while. Yeah. And like I remember the first time I saw him walking, I was like, damn, you can walk. That's good. I don't gotta go to the Bronx and like help you clean your apartment. Yeah. So you never had a father figure or male figure in your life? Uh I, other uncles, than your, your uncles. Uncles and then my step grandfather was really big yeah. for me for a while. Cause he was like he was super nice. He was super big, like six five. Yeah. But he was always so nice and calm and like wow. it wasn't like with my grandmother and my mother. My mother's crazy. She's <laughs> wow. But like him, he was just like calm down, think it through. Was that's probably why I'm like I don't get crazy or not that I don't get emotional, but in certain like How you in crunch time yourself, yeah. I like we gotta this is what we gotta do with that and plus being in all the situations I was in. And then having somebody, even later on in life, a little later, I was still a kid, yeah. but they were like, you got to be prepared for everything. Right. If someone asks you, what's your plan? Even if you don't have it, fake it. Because you can't, because like you can't get caught off guard. And I was right, like 12 right. maybe at this time and someone was telling me this. The, the constant advice I have, like, if you talk to any person in this company, they're like, fake it till you make it. Yeah. No, none of us know what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I literally don't know what I'm doing. I, I go on to call sometimes and I'm like, I really am not prepared for this. I'm just like, oh, but like, you know, some and in order to fake it till you make it, you have to build a confidence that like, you don't know how much you know. Yeah. Really. That's just yeah. as simple as it is. Like, we're, we're always going to feel like insecure. Yeah. You know, that's, but like, just, just adapt. You, you have been in so many situations where that required you to adapt to to anything, you know, you can just literally be thrown to a different household and just like adapt. Like, that's crazy. And at at like such a young age, like you had to develop that. And, and that kind of translates into, I guess, 
you know wh- how you work and like just being in any situation and just or where you are who you were for you just have to adapt yeah you have to be ready for anything and the woman i told me was another woman that was like in my mother's similar situation like they got out together they were no they weren't like she was also a former addict and she had a son who was around our age and he was mad cool mm-hmm. and like when we got when we moved out the shelter to our first like real apartment yeah. she was our neighbor so she, she would always come down and like talk and because i was the older brother so she was like you always like you know that like your mother's here and she's taking care of you but be prepared for the day she's not going to be here you can't like like raising boys you're raising trying to raise men and it's like yeah. and with no fathers around and even that kid's father his father's around but he was in prison at the time so she was like trying to raise a man so it was like you got to be prepared you can't let anyone catch you off guard because yeah. like if they see anything in you they're gonna catch you off guard take advantage of you and your brother you gotta watch out for your brother wow so i was always like i gotta be prepared i can't like there's times to cry and there's times to be emotional but right. sometimes that time's not now so like so, right now you gotta so that is actually such a great point that you raise because um a lot of black young men are struggling yeah. with you know just they just react yeah. Literally, they're do they're just reacting. Like, what happened with you know, this like stabbing or like whatever's like so, and it's like it's you just not reacting. Yeah. Like, eh, you know, but we're all driven by emotion, right? And yeah. it's more of like how we manage that emotion and how we carry ourselves because like we could be digging our big a bigger hole. Yeah. For ourselves, if we just react, and you, the way you carry yourself and just like. Like black men can, like black young men can look up to you and how you carry yourself, and that's why I have you on this podcast. It's because at some point, right? Like these, like we have to make sure that we're protecting the youth and making sure that we are teaching them about what we've learned. You know, yeah. like you're literally, you literally grew up in the streets. Your mom was an addict, like com- completely displaced. I wouldn't have gotten that about you if. I didn't ask you that, yeah. you know, and like just the way you carry yourself, I wouldn't have never thought about that. And it wasn't until you just dropped that little thing and I picked up on it when I did on when when I was on your podcast. Yeah, because that was like, me like being now I'm like more open within the last year or two. I've been mm-hmm. like, all right, this is my life. I can't like not. Right, because, you know, like people can learn from you. And yeah. like, I hope that like, you know, for any of my listeners if you've kind of experienced the same thing like this is all we've all like everybody struggles right and like we have no idea what anyone else is going through until we hear someone else go through that thing and but we've already created judgments about it and you could literally change a person's life or someone can listen and and you find purpose like when you're when someone's like i completely can relate to what you said and and that's what I'm doing here. Like I don't. I'm just allowing people to tell their story because I know that they have a story to tell. Yeah. You know, everyone does. Um, personally, for you, like, what are some of your like goals in life? Mm. Life. I don't know. Or like just anything. But what could be your podcast? It could be like. Oh uh, yeah. Your job like. 
Uh, getting out of his job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez. I don't, but that's negative. Let's not talk about negative. <laughs> but, I mean, just trying to get the most out of the classes. Yeah. That, I'm looking forward to that so much. That's awesome. I'm so happy for you. Like, yeah. I just think, like, and it's like, when you told me that, I was like, this kind of made my day. <laughs> like, it's awesome that, like, my podcast has just, like, brought some sort of like thing to other people like it's like yeah. just creating motivation or like and i, I just that's all i want to do right like yeah. i just want to see people win and like i know that this is going to be like an amazing thing and I, and i hope that like you come back and tell us how it is and like i don't know like maybe someone else can like learn from that you know yeah definitely but I appreciate your time no being, being on this podcast. Terrell is a super funny person, so follow him on Twitter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but thanks and I might try to do the uh, comedian thing that Benji told me one time. You should oh. very randomly, and I was like, "What? No." Wait, that would be so awesome. He told me he was like, "Cause sometimes, like Benji, every now and then will open up and like have this whole big like." Yeah. Like, this is him from the heart. It's not Benji being, like, the guy that's... No, I know. That's, and, like, why like, you want to... And then he like opens Benji. up and is yeah, like, yeah. yo, I really think you should do... Because I think I at least look into doing comedian. I was, like, comedian. Like, like I know I'm, I'm funny, but I'm not, like, get on stage and... Yeah. Because I always think about the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air episode where Will is, like, there's this comedian that rolls in town and Will's just shitting on him. He's telling him, he's like, I'm funny to you. And he's like... With his friends, he's like mad funny. He's like shitting on him. But then the comedian's like, okay, go on stage and do it's jokes so funny on stage. Because, uh, growing up, like everyone was like, do you do you watch J Dave Chappelle or like Kevin Hart? I'm like, I don't know. I don't find th things funny. But like, I could totally see you on a stage mm. and like literally be Kevin Hart. Like that's uh, good. like. But why don't you try? I don't know. I would, I mean I've been thinking about it like the past year because this was a while ago he told me. I'm, I'm, I, but I never. I'm making you accountable. <laughs> I I challenge you to just try. I don't know. Cause like. And then I asked one of my other friends. She was like, "What? No." And I was like, "Thank you." But now I think she no, was wrong. No, no. <laughs> but cut her off. I'm just kidding. Cut her off. No, but like, I think you're just a funny person. I like like. I don't know. Like you can literally read your twi like your Twitter, and I would, I would probably <laughs> laugh. But see, you don't understand. Like so, some as a comedian, like it's funny. It's because probably Benji would probably word this better. But like comedians are artists too, right? Oh like, yeah. Like the what they say, what they speak, but like they're connecting different audiences. Definitely, so, like, it's com it's a difference between <clears throat> just being funny and being right. a comedian. So that per that person that you had asked if I you should do that, she might not find you funny because like she knows you in a different light. But like I find you hilarious, you know. Yeah. Like, but you never know who you can like change or yeah. just like. And being comedian, like it's positive. Like the whole purpose is to like make people laugh. Yeah. Um, but. <laughs> we'll see. I, I have to feel it in my heart. I have to yeah, be like one hundred percent. Right now, I'm like, I don't know. Like, it sounds fun. Watch people like DM you after listening to this podcast, and you're like, Yo, you should be a comedian. Uh, I have to like feel it because if yeah. I'm not like, but I you're know also really good at like like podcast and like radio and like that guy. I had to work at that. Yeah, because we were not good at one point. <laughs> I don't know I if Danielle's told you about the sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> no, she hasn't, but uh, she probably will. But thanks again. Like, no is there problem. anything else that you want to share? Uh, just the podcast, which I think you'll link. 
Yeah, of course. Hopefully. Let me talk. Oh, and my Twitter. Instagram, I don't care too much. Yeah, he doesn't. I'm not that pretty. But Twitter. <laughs> but Twitter. <laughs> definitely. He's hilarious. I definitely like his Twitter. Um, you don't have any questions for me, do you? Uh, no, I, I think I'd rather hear more about you naturally through your podcast. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for being a listener and supporter. No problem. <laughs> Very good. All right. Hey, guys. So I hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Terrell. Um, I certainly listen back and learn so much about um about how i should ask questions and i know that in the beginning it started out kind of slow and there were some awkward moments but you know i've learned to just be comfortable with uh being uncomfortable and embracing the awkward silences and and but you know what like terrell is such a easy person to talk to as far as like he's just so funny and knows how to really make light of um situations and it was just like a good conversation and like i said i had probably met terrell probably 10 times and i would have never had any slight inkling that um this happened in his past and something that i've learned from this podcast just listening back is that um at least in in Terrell's case, it's like, don't let negative experiences from the past really, you know, dictate your future in a, you know, negative light. Like, you can always turn it positive and just always remember to remain strong. I mean, just Terrell sharing his story and his story with his mom um, just shows how much of a strong person he is and and i admire him so much for that so um thank you terrell again for sharing your story um something that i also learned from him was um you know it's never too late to keep challenging yourself um he talked about getting back into uh joining courses for through the manhattan media network and that's awesome i think us all are at an age where we're either trying to figure out what we want to do with the rest of our life or like bored of our jobs and you know there's so many things out there that can give us an opportunity to learn and um we should take advantage of it um but yeah let me know what you guys think of the podcast certainly follow terrell on twitter which i'll link in the description um but hope you guys have a great week thanks for tuning into the weekly hustle podcast